You want to start your own podcast, but you need an easy, low-cost, and powerful platform to use. Anchor is your answer. Anchor has dynamic creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor distributes your podcast for you, so your audience can find you on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other popular platforms. And Anchor beats low cost. It's free to use. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. Now that Anchor has taken away the obstacles and those excuses, you can finally get started on that podcast. After listening to this episode of Heroes Garage, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to begin your podcast adventure. This is Michael Coe from the Punk Rock and Politics Podcast, and you're listening to some of the best podcasts available on the internet, only on the No Phony Podcast Network. again and welcome to heroes garage where we review movies and streaming episodes on your favorite network services i guess it's called network services now right mark netflix and prime video and hbo max they're considered networks right sure sure that's the response of not a commitment how you doing today mark um i'm just uh, glad I don't have to do that intro anymore, I, even though I was doing kind of well with it. But, you know, <laughs> you're back now. So Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah. That yeah, my a... my reign of terror is, well, still kind of, never mind. You get the idea. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I have watched a lot of shows. I think some will review together. Some I will put out independently. I know you've put out some independently. Thank you very much. For yes. keeping the train rolling, so to speak. There's a lot in the news today um, in regards in the film world. I see we even have a, a new Marvel movie coming up. Yeah, well, I think we had one coming out. In gen- Are you talking about the one that's coming out recently or that's coming out the end of this week? Or- end of this week. Yes. So not sure when this will drop, but we have the Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings upcoming, which I'm hopefully, which I'm probably going to see most likely. Yeah, I'm going to probably go to the show for that one, too. I'm not going to uh, cheat on this one. Yeah. Wait, you've cheated on ones before? Well, you know, not going to the shows, sitting in the comfort of my my Uh, bubble world in the pandemic. So, you know. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, and there was something else that was kind of exciting, too. Some trailer that you yeah. mentioned? <laughs> so the last, yeah, so the last episode I did, which was on the movie Coda, which right. I can't stress enough you should see. I can't so, wait to see it, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just building your hopes up, I know. No, but no, I it start, looks fantastic. Yeah. Yes, the review, before the review, 
I had seen that the what's why do I keep thinking? Oh yeah, the pirated version of the Spider-Man trailer was out, and I'd mentioned I refused to watch the pirated trailer. Right, right. I run to watch the one that they want us to watch, and not long after recording that that night, I found out that the trailer dropped. So we did see the trailer after all. Yeah. Now I think as for for my response, I think it is definitely going to be awesome. But I hope people remember they Marvel slash Disney also will most likely do what they did with the Endgame trailer and leave out certain parts or edit out certain yeah. parts. Yeah. I think I, it it it's um. <laughs> It's a true teaser in a lot of ways. Um, you know, if some if people have been keeping up with, you know, who's going to be in there, have any idea of what's going on, that trailer only just visually surprised you, right? Uh-huh. Just and yeah. that that was it, um, because it kind of followed with everything else that they've been feeding out there. So there wasn't any surprises, I thought, in the trailer. No, I mean, we saw that, uh, you know, Alfred Merlina came back as Doc Ock, which everyone knew because he said it himself. Right, right. Like so, I said, there's no surprises, but I, I can't recall yeah. if there was – was there actually something there? I, I don't think so. I, I mean, it, it it hit all the boxes of we all heard it. Now we got to see it. And, you know, now they could go back and finish the movie up so we can all watch it because it it what they seem to be doing is pretty exciting. And it you know, quite frankly, is following a true comic book storyline. Yeah. You know? So speaking of following storylines. Oh, is this our segue? This is a segue indeed. Um, so what movie are we talking about this week? Bill? Well, you know, we had a lot of options and I pulled an audible on you. I'm glad you, you, you took the audible with me. But for some reason, I felt compelled to review the new Space Jam movie. Well, now, I know why I know why you did it. And part of it could be my fault, too, because I thought of it in the same way. But. Yeah, go ahead. We'll yeah, Space Jam, the new legacy. Um, wow, I, I, it wasn't one of those movies that I would say I was really wanting to see because I kept on popping up on the HBO Max, right? Mm-hmm. And I felt like, all right, um, I'll bite just because, really, just from a review perspective, that's all I felt like I was going to get out of this. Uh, you know, the the synopsis that they gave us is a rogue artificial intelligence kidnaps the son of famed basketball player LeBron James, but then has to work with Bugs Bunny to win a basketball game. Vaguely familiar with the other Space Jam that was produced in what year was it, Mark? Do you have that? 96, I believe. 96. I can wait. Yeah, I remember. I was nice. nine at the time. Yeah, I, um, you know, here you have, and this is what's interesting, right? You have the Michael Jordan Space Jam. Michael Jordan, arguably the most uh, famous uh, sports figure at that time in a movie. 
and mm-hmm. now switch to 2021. Here you have the modern arrival to Michael Jordan, although yes. see, I'm from Chicago, so I would just oh, say so rival. I, the, I was on, I grew up in the 90s, so I can say the same. So you could see that. So now they try to put, you know, this kind of movie that's similar uh, with these two great basketball, you know, sportsmen in in a movie, in an animation movie. So, you know, it, as we get into this movie, um, it it is kind of two different movies, I thought, uh, in a lot of ways. And I know that our listeners are, you know, if you haven't had a chance to see Space Jam, The New Legacy, and you're a fan of the other one, I, I encourage you to see it, even though, you know, we're going to kind of pan this one. But um, it makes you really appreciate the first one a lot more. And and I'm going to kind of outline some areas of it. But who who's the cast here in the new movie, uh, Mark? OK, well, this might come as a shocker, but LeBron James is. In what? It. Yes. Um, then you also have the always talented and always wonderful Don Cheadle. Um, right. who he plays the, he is basically the villainous role here. He is the AI called Al G Rhythm. <laughs> and you have some others. You have, uh, Sonic, uh, I, I'm, see, well, Easy for I, you to say. I'm just really realizing now how much, uh, you must have missed hearing me mispronounce names. <laughs> um, you know, Tom did a great job of it, and, you know, it's good to have a backup. Gotcha. Glad to be his backup of just, you know, all that. Anyway, um, yeah, so Sona, well, I just lost it. Sorry. Yeah, Sonaqua Martin Green, uh, uh, I guess is how you pronounce it. She plays LeBron's wife. And then you have other, like the first one, you also have some basketball players playing themselves as well, but very, but very minorly compared to the first one. Yeah, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah, and then you also have um, Zendaya uh, voicing Lola right. Bunny as well, and then you have the other uh, voices, people voicing some of the other Looney Tunes as well. Right, right. So you have some voiceovers that are somewhat recognizable, or at least when you see the names in the credits, you know who they are. Yeah. Right. Right. So um, now what do we know about uh, the director, Malcolm D. Lee? Malcolm D. Lee. He is there is, anything of note? I'm glad you asked. Yes. Go ahead. Nothing that necessarily jumps out entirely, but he did do he did do a lot of um, movie. He, he's done a lot of uh, movies that let me just say I have not seen. Um, like, uh, the, like, Undercover Brothers, Soul Men, uh, Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins, uh, the new, the, one of the sequels. The title to of that one just makes me laugh. What? Oh. I don't know if the movie would, but the title of that Roscoe one Roscoe Jenkins, you mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's done a good amount of movies. Some of them I know he's done movies with, uh, the likes of Martin Lawrence and right. stuff of that nature. So he's an Afri- African-American uh, director. director who definitely had, a lot of 
movies with casts that are that big. Right. And he's, uh, yes, the, a lot of African-American movies. And so they tapped him to direct this movie because obviously there's uh, a lot of history and directors and, um, you know, that's somehow they, they like to, you know, keep that going. So it makes sense to me. Um, anything else? Um, of noteworthy for the makers, uh, not entirely. I don't think, from what I saw, I wasn't paying too much attention. Was there any animators in this that might have been, you know, that of noteworthy? Because it is a Warner Brothers, and quite frankly, yes, we haven't seen a lot of Warner Brothers right animation movies. We're gonna definitely have to talk about the animator. The I'm sorry, the um. Warner Brothers aspect of this movie yeah. as well. Uh, there are some other uh, stars who do drop in randomly too. I remember, you know, Stephen Yeun. Right. Uh, he is in as well as who else was in? Um, they have a lot of what, what we would call cameo type. Yeah, cameo type stuff as well. Um, you know, there's one that I won't get into yet because it's a joke that falls rather flat but <laughs> which it, well i mean which isn't really specific specifying it because pretty much all the jokes do but i wouldn't say all i'm like i'm not going to be that mean because there was definitely moments that i i laughed out loud there were some that i chuckled at and i felt really good that they happened uh which we can get to in a second right it definitely uh it definitely revolves around the Warner Brothers aspect of it. Yeah. I was saying. Definitely. Yeah. So let's just jump right in. So let's take a look at the storyline here. Um, and I'm going to do more of a kind of a comparison and contrast with the, with the first one, because the <laughs> first one, I would say it was uh, a, a plot where the, um, the Looney Tune gang needed, uh, help so they wouldn't be decimated, right, by mm-hmm. the aliens. Yes, um, by, by and so they go and they they steal or kidnap Michael Jordan, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and so that that plot is completely different from the plot we have in the new Space Jam one, where I would say I'm going to use a reference here, Mark. Uh-huh. I'm going to say it is a lot like Hook. Um, hmm. I don't know if anybody's seen that movie, but it's a Robin Williams. I definitely Peter, have. The, but I yeah, definitely wasn't it's, expecting it's a Spielberg that. movie. Yeah, right? I know that. Yeah. Well, I'm just this is for those who are listening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Spielberg movie. Uh, plays Robin Williams as an adult Peter Pan, and Dustin Hoffman who plays Captain Hook. And the 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 theme of that movie it is basically around um a son you know, not getting approval from his father. And then Hook comes in to kind of steal his love away from his father through a baseball game and other methods. So uh, it follows that theme almost through a T, I would say. Yeah, okay, I can see. I can see it more and more, yeah. Yeah, so it's immediately when I'm watching this, I'm like, okay, we borrowed that. I get it. Um, because really it's going to be, if you're going to do a space jam, then it's going to be the same type of, um, 
premise and you don't want to repeat yourself. So you have to come up with some kind of plot. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is the plot they chose was this, you know, um, uh, this plot where he's just going to be um, he's trying to he's not a basketball player like his father and his father wants to make me make him a basketball player. I mean, who, of course, it's LeBron James. Of course, of course, he would become a basketball player. But no, he wants to be a gamer instead and goes down through that. So that's that like, does a pretty outstanding job at gaming, if I'm being quite honest. Who does the son? I the mean, son. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, his son, his son who wants to be a gamer instead of basketball player, he's like pretty outstanding at gaming. Yeah, he's pretty I intelligent. Think. It's whatever he received in um in the genes through playing basketball went right to his brains. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, that was <laughs> from the script writers. Um, so anyway, so that's kind of the premise and and the plot. Uh, quite frankly, um. You know, when you're trying to do a redo, because really that's what this is, right? It's a redo, yeah. but they're not calling it a redo, but it's a redo. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of everything is exists, except it's AI instead of aliens, because the aliens fits more in, more, in, in line with the uh, Looney Tunes in the 90s. And I guess in 2021, AI exists better. Well, yeah, they had to, I mean, they had to bring in technology and stuff like that to make it much more modern and hip for the kids. Right, right. So then there's a part where the Looney Tunes are no longer on Looney Tune, and then they go have to recruit on Looney Tunes. And I got to say, <clears throat> I know they make fun of it, and rightly so, about sports, you know, players not being good actors. And I'm glad they pointed that out because I mean, Michael Jordan wasn't a good actor either. And LeBron James definitely was not. Uh, but I liked how they, they did poke fun at that. Uh, but I did like the recruiting that they had to go do to get the other Looney Tune characters. And I thought that was very entertaining. Oh yeah. Okay. So let me, let me jump in here. So this is where I was like, this is where a lot of the good originality is, too, because basically, for those who have not seen it and are possibly interested, their recruitment is because LeBron James basically ends up on the Looney. T- there are a whole bunch of worlds in the Warner Brothers universe or the WBU, I guess. Kind of like the Marvel thing, huh? Yeah, they, WBU, yeah. we'll call it that. And so he passes all these planets ranging from, like, you know, Game of Thrones and Harry Potter to, of course, my personal favorite, Casablanca. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, oh, man, they need to spend more time on that planet, you know. But so what happens is, is he lands on the Looney, Tune, Looney Tunes world and there's no one there except for Bugs Bunny and explains that, that he's got to find everyone in all these other worlds. So they go to, you know, all these different places. You know, they go to Hogwarts. They go to... Everything uh, associated with Warner Brothers, basically. Yeah, I mean, and then there's a point where I was actually excited where they did finally show up on the Casablanca planet. Plan, yeah. Casablanca planet? Casablanca <laughs> planet. That was not my... Yeah. On the planet, and you know, you have Inger Bergman being like, play it once, Sam, for a whole time's sake. And then Yosemite Sam's there just bashing on the piano and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> okay, 
That makes sense. That makes sense. It, it was really funny. That whole sequence, I thought, and this is where I thought, is great. They're away from LeBron. Now you got me doing it. LeBron James and that storyline. Now we're into my childhood of watching the Looney Tune cartoons and the humor that they are putting into these characters. And it's they sustain it. I thought it was extremely creative. It was funny. And it, it made you realize how much you miss the Looney Tunes as a whole, because they really did a great job through all of them and their stories and where they're at. And quite frankly, I was almost like, Oh gosh, just give me a Looney Tune movie again. Uh, that that's where I felt like at this and I knew it was going to end, but watching that really, really, uh, made me enjoy the movie, at least in this section, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you felt that way, right? I mean, yeah, it, yeah, they're definitely they're doing I'm all getting, these nods to all these yeah, shows. Doing all these nods, you can definitely tell, you know, because I remember, you know, they have stuff for the adults too, right. to see the nods as well. well. It was mainly for the adults, I, I believe, in, in a lot of sense, because Harry Potter, if you think about it, Harry Potter's been, holy cow, how many years has it been since the last Harry Potter movie? The last so, one that's been like eleven or ten or eleven years. Yeah, it's been so twenty years since the first one. So there's a lot. Usually, when you're watching any kind of animation movies, you're gonna have the adult with the kids because that's an animation movie. And when you do it right, and Disney did this right a lot of times, is that they would have the adult humor in there, the adult, you know, adult jokes, I would say, and mm-hmm. then they had all the slapstick stuff with the cartoons, and. Yeah. Um, so I thought Warner Brothers did a great job with that. And then we go into the actual game itself. And that's where it just kind of fell apart for me, quite frankly. Well, yeah, it tries to do way too much at once. Right. Because, because you have to play the game. You have to keep it within the theme, right? Mm-hmm. The theme yeah. being it's modern, it's AI. And it, everyone in the world is basically there. Right. You know? You know, you have that gaming aspect of it, the the smartphone aspect of it, the apps aspect of it. So it, they had to build this relatability wor- world mm-hmm. around the game. Yeah. So. And, but, yeah. And let's not let's not be we might as well just say it. we can say it even if everyone listening probably knows it. I mean. There's only one real reason I'm sure why LeBron made wanted to make this movie, and that's because I, I now you know me, Bill. I know very little about sports, <laughs> but I do know enough to know that LeBron obviously hates being compared to Michael Jordan. Yes. And I'm sorry, I still feel you know LeBron is a solid second place to Michael Jordan. Uh huh. Would you agree? Can we no, agree? I would put Kobe Bryant in number two. But go on. You're on a roll. Okay, same between, between these two. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Kobe. And I, I'll give you my little spiel at the end of this. My tearing yeah. to, to him. So. Yeah. But there's. But that's the main. I used to always say in the argument of LeBron versus Michael Jordan. I used to always say, yeah, 
Well, let me know when LeBron decides to save the world with the Looney Tunes in the basketball game. <laughs> and here it is. <laughs> and here it is. So. But he didn't save the world. Well, he did. Well, he did. All right. Yeah, he did. Well, yeah, okay. he did. So this, this is uh, what I want to jump spoiler, to. Spoiler. Spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> oh, wow. You mean they made a movie when the hero saved something? No way. Exactly. Holy cow. Anyway. <laughs> what were you it wasn't though? Braveheart? <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> they throw, they, uh, now I'm just picturing them trying to recruit one of the Looney Tunes, like Tasmanian Devil, just like charging with William Wallace. Exactly. Um, yeah. Or Elmer Fudd on, you know, Elmer Fudd. Up. I'm hunting, yeah, be very quiet. I'm hunting <laughs> Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> so here you have with Space Jam, in the original movie, all right, you had Michael Jordan, and then you had the always hilarious Wayne Knight who plays Newman and Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. She had this, this pair where quite frankly, it really helped Michael Jordan uh, because Wayne Knight just carried the comedy and Michael Jordan got to be Michael Jordan, which is what it was supposed to be like. And you didn't have that in the space jam. And then later on, of course, in space jam, you get the likes of Bill Murray you get Larry Bird. I was waiting for that. I'm gonna say, come on, you cannot, you cannot talk about the original Space Jam without bringing out the key ingredient that is Bill Murray. Right. So you have this other comedy great show up. <clears throat> he starts carrying whatever a knight can't carry, and then you have all of a sudden the stars of Larry Bird, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, you know Muggsy. And and Larry Johnson, Sean Bradley, right? So you get all these because, mm-hmm. you know, as the first movie was, they're struggling. He has to go and kidnap all the rest of these guys. So you, so you got Bill Murray and you have um, Knight, right? Wayne Knight just carrying the comedy and it's hysterical. And then you have the greatest basketball player that ever lived. So you have this movie, even though it, it – it um, struggled some, the original. It didn't struggle. It, it it did a lot better than this Space Jam because, again, they were sold out into this hook theme. And it wasn't really about the, – the comedy wasn't there other than usual slapstick, we're getting beat type of thing, which is, you know, predictable. And there's some comedy bits, but as a whole, that whole – majority of the film i felt yeah it was okay to watch but it wasn't and i'm I'm probably totally you know being biased but you know i it, come on bill murray how's hey. that for a, a little side rant matt what 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 about bill murray what's wrong with him? no no i'm saying i'm saying is is that you have this new space jam but you don't have a bill murray Oh, yeah, been, of course. Absolutely. You know, it would have been great to bring it, but or, or at least so an you equal. Know something? I think I was thinking of this. Where was I, Kevin Hart? Why come they couldn't bring in Kevin Hart for this? Yes. Well, they also I also. Right. So, yeah. And I was thinking, Bill, recently how I think the original Space Jam might have been for me the first time I actually like witnessed Bill Murray in a movie. Okay. So yeah. I think that was actually it was my, clean. <laughs> yeah, it was clean. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, it's like 
It's because I'm white, isn't it? But no, Larry's white. So what? No, Larry's not white. Larry's clear. You know? <laughs> um, actually, I think my favorite. You were talking about some of the other basketball uh, stars from the original. Muggsy still has easily my favorite line from that entire movie, which is, at least you guys are still tall. I'm nothing now. Just another short guy. <laughs> I love that. That line's wonderful. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. So. I mean, I, and I get it because, yeah, we're not trying to be like the first one, but for crying out loud, you know, you can only rest the movie so much on this hook theme. Mm-hmm. And you need and the cartoon characters, right? Because the character cartoon characters are going to be there. They were there in the first one. They're mm-hmm. there in the second one. They play a sort um, unfortunately a supporting cast. Um, if you you can write them to be stronger, but they weren't uh, because you got to still have a quote movie around this. But mm-hmm. man, you put in Kevin Hart in this movie. It becomes a much, much better movie. And that's what they're yeah, missing. Kevin yeah, Kevin Hart would have been good. I'm not even, to be honest, I'm not even a huge fan of Kevin Hart. But when you bring it up, that would be something that couldn't make this better. Also, going back with the whole like Warner Brothers universe or whatever, that doesn't necessarily stop there. If you look at the audience members that they bring in for that basketball yes, yeah, game. Yeah. Right. There are a pl- uh, like plethora times twenty or something. Right. Um, yeah. The people, you know, you see the clown, you see Pennywise from It, you see, you know, I admit I haven't seen this movie since July, so I can't remember all of it, but it's a lot of people. Right. I mean, they just, they, j- it's like they just like here, use whatever you want, and they're like, okay, so they did, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's the nostalgia. I mean, they left with, you know, when they were hunting down the um, the Looney Tune characters, they 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 played off a lot of the nostalgia, modern nostalgia, mm-hmm. or, or I guess that's not really a word of modern nostalgia, current mm-hmm. shows, and modern then, nostalgia. Now I'm getting it. Right. <laughs> and that's then the, a, that's a billism right there. That is a billism. I invented a I'm new word. I'm quoting you. I'm quoting you on that right there. <laughs> Um, you know, you got also, me there. Yeah, you, uh, want you know, they also don't do in this movie that I just realized, um, which I was waiting for and they didn't. I'm like, you have Lola Bunny. No one makes the mistake of calling her doll. Yes. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. like you could be like, oh, well, we learned our lesson or whatever. It's like, yeah, but you didn't because right. that was one of the best things of the first one. That was right. like a. A key ingredient. Right. Yeah, they didn't, you know, that's where they get a little more woke in it and the humor isn't as strong. So, you know, and then the movie kind of ends the way that you thought it would. And um, for better or for worse, um, I mean, again, you know, it was coming. Mm -hmm. So, you know, now we look at the animation. So obviously Warner Brothers has a different animation style than what we've seen with Pixar, Disney, um, you know, the, I guess they are the, really the main powerhouses, Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. um, and Warner brothers, quite frankly, I don't know. I haven't really kept up with Warner brothers. Like, is this a Warner brothers cartoon was, 
was um the Spidey Verse. Was that a Warner Brothers cartoon? No, that was Sony. I think, I think. Is what brought it was Sony. That yeah. Right. So here we have Warner Brothers, and um, you, you, I mean, you get the style from the Looney Tunes animation. Their characters, they all look perfectly drawn, um, because probably they're not drawn until the ba- until the basketball game though. Until the basketball game, right? Yes. Yeah. Were you upset at that? I know there are a lot of people online. I thought or saw when they were like, "No, why are you making them in 3D?" You know. Uh, you know that doesn't bother me, uh, yeah. because it's. I mean, come on, let's face it. That's kind of the modern animation. Uh, animation layering that you're going to use. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and it makes it easier, I think for, um, your, your stop motion. So yeah, I mean, it's more of a necessity than anything else. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. But it didn't bother me. I mean, it was, I mean, LeBron James bothered me more than anything else. So it, when I get the animation, I, I looked at that more of as a plus. Yeah, and we also we also didn't spoken uh, like a true Chicago Bulls fan. <laughs> yeah, but we also we also didn't um, mention the like main thing in the movie as far as a joke that I thought fell flat. And since we already gave away pretty much most of the movie, might as well give this away. And that's during halftime when they're losing like nine hundred and something to nothing or whatever. And that's not an exaggeration. That's about what the score is. Um. You know, the tunes are they're they're all looking for help and then they're like, Guys, I found him. I found Michael Jordan. And oh then, yes. And they start making the entrance and then who enters? Michael, Michael Jordan. B. Jordan. Jordan. Michael right. B. Jordan. You thought that, that you thought that, that fell? Well, I don't know. I mean like I, I thought just, it was funny. I mean, I guess oh. I don't know. I just thought it would make sense with that joke and whatnot, but I mean Come on, when that's happening, you know they didn't get Michael Jordan to yeah. actually come in. I mean, oh, if, if he did come in, I would be ridiculously shocked. Oh, yeah, it would have been great, though. Well, yeah. you know, here here's your last um, animation movie from Warner Brothers Studio was your favorite uh, Tom and Jerry. Dude, before this, before <laughs> this started, this was not... You said you wouldn't say anything about this. <laughs> this is off the record. I'm hitting end on this. Episode. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't believe it. I, I overlooked okay. that. I was like, I was scratching my brain. I'm like, I know there was another one that was recent out there. Oh, yes. Tom and Jerry. OK, so the animation. Right. Um, Obviously, it's not your Disney Pixar. It fits for where it is. Uh, I, you know, the ending, the, the lessons learned great love everybody for who they are i get it um but you know i i think there's parts of this movie that was hysterical like we already noted um there's a few jokes here and there that's funny it's and the jokes are only by the looney tunes themselves because they they have to go you know to the mat again to get pull a looney tune joke to kind of keep it going because again they don't have a strong sense of humor with the main characters and, and that's what I believe is the reason why this falls flat. Um, if you're going to make a Space Jam to at least give us a little more comedy in a real a actor. Reboot, as you were saying. A reboot. As you were saying. Reboot, yeah. remake, whatever I mean, they try you know, to do. Obviously, 
Don Cheeto, you know, who's obviously amazingly talented. You know, he's obviously having fun with what he's doing. Of course, yeah. Um, can't believe you had to bring up Tom and Jerry. That just <laughs> I, I, I silenced Mark on that one, unfortunately. Yeah. But oh, here, here's my here's my reason of the main reason I am not a LeBron James fan. I know he's called King James, but I also call him King Flop. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Bill McGlenn, here you are. Wait, that's the main reason? That's the main reason. Because, because you call him King Flop? He is the Flop Master. Flop yeah. Master. Come on. Oh, yeah, he's a good player, but i never seen Michael Jordan flop. i never seen Kobe Bryant flop. There's reels of LeBron James flopping. It's just, it's terrible. Terrible, terrible sportsmanship. It uh, just it goes wait. that he's trying to leverage himself as a player rather than just driving and being hungry to win. He has to rely on fouls and in a way that he's going to flop like a soccer star. And well, it just annoyed me to no end. So that's why I look to LeBron James and I say, oh, yeah, he's talented, but he's got this part of his play that I don't like. He also, well, another thing to quote from the first movie, you know, he just didn't get his hands on or laced up his Nikes. He didn't grab his Wheaties or his Gatorade, and he didn't grab a Big Mac on the way to the ballpark. That's true, too. (laughs) Um, Product placement. Product placement. That's one of the best product placements (laughs) in a movie ever, I think. But it was done on purpose. I know, but that's why it's so great. It was totally done on purpose. It was Totally tongue-in-cheek. The only other one that's probably better is the one from Wayne's World where Garth is just sitting there yes. like with all the Doritos thing. I was like, it's like people only get paid, only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. <laughs> I know. That's hysterical. Well, Mark, what do you give this uh, this movie here? Uh, from what I saw, I actually did not write a review I could think because I saw this. Well, you have five stars, right? Is that your? Yes, I do have five stars. I'm just saying I didn't write wordly out or whatever with words an uh, actual review because I was in the middle of counseling those two camps this summer when I saw That's it. That's right. So I believe what I gave it out of five was. Sorry, hold up. Are you doing math? No, I'm not doing math. It's just I did. Oh yeah. Am I doing math? Out of five, I gave it a two. Yeah, I would have, I would put it at I'm doing a five out of ten, honestly. Um there were parts that I liked it. I know the audience liked it because hey, you don't like get a lot of good kid uh, movies out there. It's great for the kids, I think. Um but I know that the um the critics really didn't like it. And for apparent reasons, I mean they're not kids. They're not seeing this for the first time. There's a history that's there, there in the Space Jam. But there was also a nostalgia thing for me, too, because like I said, I saw the first one so many times. My little right. brother saw this. You know, I have a theory that I think is true, that every kid person has that one movie they absorbed, like pizza or right. candy as a kid, over and over again, more than any other movie. My little brother, this was his movie, was the original Space Jam. Oh, okay. And we watched it over, I mean, he has... He managed a few years ago. I think he managed to go on eBay and buy a Toon Squad jersey with Bill Murray on the back of it. Oh, that's cool. That is so yeah. cool. I want one. Yeah. 
All right. Well, Mark, awesome. I think mm-hmm. uh, thanks for the review. I um, I'm look forward to our next review next time. Yes, same as well. And we'll see if you bring up Tom and Jerry again. And we'll see. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to Heroes Garage. Take mm-hmm. care.